I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top 10 show, The Movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ Anthony Jordan, the UK's favorite film critic, Nico Duro, the silver screen dude. Hey screeners, how you doing? It's myself, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And Ulali, Ulali, me, Nico as well. The pause, don't, don't, don't check your audio, people. I, that, that pause was legitimate. Ulali, Ulali, Robin Hood. Yeah. You with me? Yeah. You sure you're with me? I am. You seem really no, no, spaced no. out. I, I'm, I'm going way back. Yeah, you, you're going, yeah. It's been a, do you know what? It's, yes, it's, it's fitting. Don't worry. That yeah. part is right. <laughs> that part Believe is right. me, I know. <laughs> That part is right. Yeah, just I haven't seen that Robin Hood in a while. Okay, oh, that's cool. It's been a hot minute. Oodlolly golly well a day. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we're talking childhood books adapted to the world of film in honour of the upcoming Christopher Robin movie. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know, I'm really looking forward to this, actually. Yep, me too. Um, it's a bit of nostalgia. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm aware of the Pooh. <laughs> I'm aware of the Pooh franchise. But I would never say Winnie the Pooh, I beg you. I beg you say Winnie the that Pooh. That makes sense, yeah, yeah. I'm aware of the Winnie the Pooh franchise. A bit of human effort, you kid. But do you know, it's not something I really followed a lot as a kid. I don't know if you did. did Winnie you? the Pooh, absolutely. I didn't. I knew all the characters. I've, I've watched a cartoon here or there. I had a lot oh, of mate. other bears I followed more. Paddington? Yes, Paddington I did. Um, did you know that Yogi... Yogi, Yogi was a good one. Smarter than the average bear. Did you know that each of the characters in Winnie the Pooh is based on a mental disorder? I was aware. I hadn't gone far enough to find out what, which character represented what. E- well, let's play the game. Eeyore? Depression. Clearly. Piglet? Piglet was always kind of... Anxiety. Kinda yes, okay, I can work with that. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh? Eating disorder. Yeah, eating, okay, eating. Okay, right. Owl? No, you see, that's a character I don't actually remember too well. Narcissistic personality disorder. Which, yeah, I suppose would be quite fit with an owl. Tigger. Now, you see, Tigger, each time you named the character, I thought Tigger. Now, I'm, see, I want to say schizophrenia, but that's no. just because... No, it's not that. But hypersensitivity. Hyperactivity. ADHD, yeah. Attention okay, ADHD, Hyperactivity yeah. disorder. Rabbit? Rabbit's an easy one. Come on, bro. I, again, this is where my familiarisation with the characters comes very weak. OCD! I don't even remember the, the rabbit being really clean. I remember the rabbit, like I could point to it, but I couldn't actually remember him in cartoon. Oh, rabbit and I, I haven't sadly quiet. not read the book, so in that, yeah. So yeah, mental disorders, each of the characters, and Christopher Robin, the worst of them all. Multiple personality. Schizophrenia. Yeah. I, I look at Christopher Robin, I say this and I don't think this film can technically make your list, maybe if it does, then I apologise for bringing it up now. I see it as this generation's hook. Yeah, Hook didn't make the list. Well, because, yeah, it, even though it's based on Peter Pan, it's not the Peter Pan story, right? Cool. Correct. So as long as we're on the same page. Yeah, but I see it as that. I see this story as the, you know, the, 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 the young, fascinating hero that we're all familiar with who's yeah, growing yeah. up and long gone away from it and reconnecting 
if he's passed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really up for that one. Sounds like we're both ready for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> cool. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So it's the movie Mount Rushmore once again. Um, for those of you not familiar with the movie Mount Rushmore, I've done the intro, so it's time for Nico to do the explanation. So for those of you tuning in for this first time, thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and share this podcast with any movie fans that you may know. How does the movie Mount Rushmore work? AJ and I each go our separate ways, combine our top ten list, and we come back in studio and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our individual top tens. AJ will go first, delivering his bottom three. I will follow up delivering my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his next two. I will deliver my next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are running off our individual top tens, one person has a movie in the high position, that person will say... Punt! And we will talk about that movie when we get to the higher position once we have both delivered our individual top 10 lists we will combine them to create the movie Mount Rushmore these are the four quintessential absolutely diverse best must see movies that you should see in this genre which is in this case children's books adapted into film that'll do yeah <laughs> okay well, I'm going to kick it off with one that I was actually just totally familiar with as a film but it actually caught my eye it's not one of the greatest films going but I was actually really intrigued to see what comes next. Um, this is Fifth Wave. Fifth Wave. Chloe yeah. Grace Moritz. Yes, yeah, based on a book. Didn't know it was a book. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I found that it's part of a film franchise, uh, a book franchise. I think it, three or four books, I think it was. And we're meant to be seeing the build-up. And I remember sitting Didn't down you watching... Didn't it was really shit? It wasn't, it wasn't the greatest movie. It was like an alien invasion, you know, the, the usual, they take over a body, you don't know who's who, can you trust them, so that kind of... Bit invasion of the body snatchers. Not entirely, but it was... It had this story, and then you, you've got these creatures, you know, you, at points it's chasing, and you're like... It, it, it wasn't the world's most suspenseful movie, but then again, when you know it's a child's book, then you're more accepting. But it had this part where there's a resistance group that's been formed. You know, they're, they're about to go for this fight, and that's where it ended, and I was like... You like I, you know when you like okay it's coming it's coming and it's like and it's downstairs like I want more it wasn't amazing it didn't blow me away mm. but I was left wanting more like there was more of a story in what I wanted and that it's for that reason I was like I, I I'm actually still looking out for it but I know Chloe took a gap in acting I don't know if that's still going on so I don't know where did she yeah I think she took a break from acting so pity. Sure. Too much seeing that Brooklyn. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that could be part of the issue. But um, yeah, so there is a part two that's pending, which I suppose people who are familiar with the Fifth Wave franchise are. It's not all a franchise over. yet, though, is it? You book mean franchise. book wise? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're waiting to see what comes next. Yeah, I kind of, And what I liked is it was like her character was the main focus in this one, but you could see the. It was going to focus onto a next character, right? Their background story. You get a bit of a background story followed by their journey and it builds you could see it was really building into something and you could see I think it was like this young punk rock type girl you know she had the leather jacket okay. and, and I was like okay what's and it was, yeah and I'm waiting never I mean don't get me, me wrong it. it's yeah never caught me you, you haven't watched it nah no, it, it was really interesting it was one of those random films I said I'm just gonna try you know yeah, yeah. if it's any world card and never hated it I was like okay you're number nine I think this one could shock people it may be higher in your list Harry Potter I'm going to go with Prisoner of Azkaban if I have to. Okay, I've got a Harry Potter, but it's not the Prisoner of Azkaban, so do we punt? Essentially, it's the franchise, though, so I suppose... No, it's not. I've got a reason for mine being what it is and where it is. No, what I'm I'm saying is we can punt because it's the... the... Punt for the franchise? Yeah. Okay, my franchise is higher. I can work with that. The next one, again, another franchise, 
But this one, I can only call it on the first one because I've only seen the first. Right. Hunger Games. Oh, good shout. No, didn't make my list. Good shout. Very good Yeah. I, again, I would have gone with the second one. The second one's the best of the movies. Second one's excellent. I'm, I'm actually waiting to, you know, I'm, you know, you build on these lists and you like, okay. No, the second one is legit excellent. It, yeah, you see one thing with Hunger Games. Hunger Games has actually taken me a very long time to watch. I mean, really? Grant, yeah. Like, in the build-up to this, I was like, oh, okay, time man, to find Jennifer it. Jennifer Lawrence. I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence is amazing. Yeah. Like, she really can deliver in her films. This film, uh, do you know how many times I've watched it and then I'm, I'm catching it halfway or I've got to... It, it always seems to come on when I've got stuff to do. Right. So I'm watching it and I'm always at the same point. <laughs> and I'm like, why does this happen? And I finally <laughs> sat down, you know, like, luck at it. It's like, right, this is it. It's you and Hunger Games now. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a chance to watch it. Hunger Games always kind of... It's like a childhood running man. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, here we go. It's it's the Running Man it's with the kids. European version of Battle Royale. If you want to go into content. yeah, you know, there, there, there are all these like stuff it can be liked. And I was like, okay, the story's quite interesting, and the, the the elements of tactics of survival and skill, and it's the the, the unfairness and the way um, Katniss she Katniss she Everdeen. yeah, as much as the rules are about survival, you know. Helping that young girl from the other district. It's not, you know, we can, there's a different method behind it all, which I thought was quite interesting. But as you've probably said, the second is the best of the franchise. And yeah. it's, you can see the story's building, and I just want to see what's more. The second was... is freaking awesome. Okay. Absolutely awesome. I love the first. I actually really love it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like, to finally sit down, I think it was, it's really annoying because the first half hour to 45 minutes I was like it's quite a drag it's, it's that and that's the part I keep seeing so I was like get through this can we get through this please yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get on to the next bit so that part kind of was you know on a personal level which is just unfortunate I didn't get to really immerse in yeah but it's all world time. building it's necessary yeah, yeah no definitely it definitely does that and that I think the way the world is told is well very well done I don't know if I'd qualify Hunger Games as a children's book, maybe more of a young adult's book, but it's a good shot. I'll give it to you. To be fair, I think Fifth Wave might also fall in that category. Yeah. But they, yeah, they are. I kept to anything that's not adult adaptation. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, My number 10 is Jumanji. They'll strike me down with Red Iron. (laughs) (laughs) Jumanji's a book? Jumanji's a book. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm looking forward to the third part, I feel. Um, Do we need any introduction to this movie? I mean, it's a child horror movie, as we've said repeatedly, starring the late, great R.I.P. I still miss you to this day, Robin Williams. And young performance from Kirsten Dunst. For the benefit of the... As you always try to show me when it comes to the Rushmore part, if the aliens were to come tomorrow, <laughs> on that basis, you can be like, what rock have you been hiding under? Yeah. But essentially, someone may not know the story of Jumanji. So Jumanji... It's about a young boy called Alan Parrish who gets bullied in his hometown in New England and finds a board game. This board game, board game is all sorts of haunted, right? And he starts to play a board game with a girl from his school. And it is about a game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. You roll the dice to move your token, doubles gets another turn, and the first player to reach the end and scream out Jumanji wins. I got that pretty spot on, didn't I? Well done. And then I believe there's another part which reads, Adventurers beware, do not begin the game unless you intend to finish. The exciting consequences of Jumanji can only be stopped once the player reaches Jumanji and calls out its name. Oh! 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 Props to you, sir. Props. Now, what's so fascinating about this game is that it 
as I said, it's all sorts of haunted and it will throw all these insane animals from deeper, deepest, darkest Africa for you. Effectively, every time you roll the dice, a little riddle comes up in the middle of the board game. That spider may be Australian. Huh? I said that spider may be Australian. It looks all sorts of Australian, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, just put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, well, I hope there's nothing that big. I would like to hope not, but if it is, it's in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, Alan Parrish, a young Alan Parrish, gets sucked into the board game, and this is the opening of the movie. And uh, his friend, Sarah Whittle, gets chased away by bats, who also came out of the game. Now, fast forward... 26 years, Judy and Peter enter, young Judy played by um, Kirsten Dunst, and they discover this board game in the house which their aunt has just moved into, right? Now, Judy and Peter bunk off school to start playing this game, and little do you know, Alan Parrish comes back out, and they start, continue playing the game that he started back in the 1970s, and they turn the town upside down many, many animals. I mean, that's, that is it. It is, it's it is pretty much it, isn't yeah, it? You, without going into spoiler territory. Can I just say, David Allen Greer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely worth a mention. Yeah, that's really good. I finally got around to seeing Jumanji 2. But welcome to the jungle. Yeah. What did you think? I enjoyed it. It wasn't Shouldn't Jumanji. Be Jumanji, thank you. It, it was different from Jumanji, and there was something that it had done, and I instantly thought of you. Go on. You mentioned, this is prior to the film coming out. Yeah. That from the trailer, that's not the jungle of Jumanji. Right. Which I essentially agreed with. Yeah. But as I saw the evolution of Jumanji, Mm. I said, but who said it's the same jungle? And I don't want to put a major shout. Well, it's not a spoiler. I mean, it says Alan Parrish was here. Yeah. And I was like, really? You see, the moment they said that, that's why it hasn't evolved. It's still the same jungle. And I was like, really? It just, and in that sense, it wasn't Jumanji. It just, and because of all the other elements of it, which I can understand it evolved into a video game, and I don't want to take up too much from Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just felt like you're not honouring what he went through, and that part really stuck to me. And I mean, for, for anything the lions. else, there was no lion. Yeah, exactly. You didn't see a lion. Where were the mosquitoes, the spiders? The hunter. The hunter, I mean, they had the freaking, that seemed to be the majority of it. You know, Van, well, Van Pelt was in there. That was a young man, yes, yes, which yeah. didn't make sense because he was older in the original. Now he's young again. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't quite make sense. True. Good point. But yeah, yeah. More, it, yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt more about like him and his like mercenaries as opposed to the actual animals, and it was always about the animals. What were the monkeys? Yeah, all of that, and that part just made me feel like I needed to see Amazon jungle. It needed to be darker. It needed more trees Africa. to cover you. Yeah, you know, I needed that really like ooh. Like anything can come from any corner. Yes, because you remember that terrifying monologue when Peter's trying using the reverse psychology on uh, Alan, and he's like, "You're afraid. It's okay to be afraid." And he goes, "You don't know what you're getting yourself in for. You, I've seen things you can only imagine. Things you can only see. There are creatures that haunt you in the night. Then something screams, and you hear it eat, and you hope to God that you're not dessert. You don't know what afraid is. And it's like, where was that?" Yeah, in a nutshell, where was that? And that was the part that made me. I was like, oh, Nick was right. Yeah, you know, that, that's what hit me. I was like, it could have been a completely different jungle. It would have been cool. Yeah, we, we would have been cool. Like, okay, new game, new rules. But essentially, it's still Jumanji. And this is where I'm like, okay, how does Jumanji evolve again? Because I know there's a third film coming out. You know, but you know, it, it's, it was it's, a fun yeah. movie. Both it should both not have been called Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the. So Jumanji was my number ten. 
Yes, sir. My number nine, uh, by the amazing Wes Anderson, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm going to have to call it. I haven't seen it. Have you not? It's brilliant, mate. It's not as good as... It's not as good as Isle of Dogs. Okay. And it's not... I wouldn't put it as one of his, you know, top movies, but, but Wes Anderson only makes good movies, you know. Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, The Darjeeling Limited, The Royal Tenenbaums, you know, all of that. He's a genius. Yeah. The Grand Budapest Hotel. He's an absolute genius. And this, you know, vo- with the voices of Bill Murray, George Clooney, Meryl Streep, um, there's just so much great voice acting in it. Effectively, it's just the story of a fox who used to be a thief and who then decides that he's going to settle down. But then he can't give up that former life of stealing chickens. Right? So he decides to get a house which is right by the three biggest chicken and poultry farms in the country. Unfortunately, he's missing with the th- he's messing with the three most badass farmers. And they decide that they're not going to just let him get away with it. They're going to take him and the whole of the animal kingdom around him to town. So it's almost like, uh, you know, it's a catch-me-if-you-can story. Okay. So he's, he steals the chickens, and every night the wives, they're like, so where did, you, where did these chickens come from? He's like, ah, uh, uh, flash sale. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> and it's done very smoothly, only the way George Clooney can. Um... But yeah, you know, that halfway through the movie, the farmers get onto them and, you know, they're being chased for the whole movie. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's not like the way the Isle of Dogs, I thought to call it a story about a boy and his dog, while accurate, is an injustice. It's an odyssey about friendship. That's why yeah, I saw yeah, Fant- yeah. how I saw Isle of Dogs. Fantastic Mr. Fox didn't have that odessic feel to it. It's like, it's a simple story and it was much more child-oriented orientated As than, it would be, yeah. than Isle of Dogs was. But still a fantastic movie. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic yeah. indeed. Okay. Sadly, deals, deals with some fun themes. You know, like, he, he's got major insecurity issues, Mr. Fox. You know, the, he's always trying to aspire to what he believes people want to see him as, but never takes time to actually think, this is how people see me and how they actually like me. I should just be that guy. He's always trying to be something more. more than, yeah, you know. I, I, I partially remember the book, and it was like, yeah, you can't catch me, I'm fantastic. It's something like that, isn't it? Yeah, is yeah. In the book? yeah, yeah. Sadly, never seen the film. I was, I was interested that the film came out. Yeah, but, uh, mate, it was yeah. good. And Wes Anderson obviously only makes good movies. My number eight is a movie that, <laughs> until recently, I hadn't seen. And it was, you know, it's an all-time classic. And now I've seen it, and I'm like, I don't feel I'm late to the party. I just see a major plot hole, and I don't know what the hype is about. Hit me. The Wizard of Oz. That should have been an honourable. I forgot that was a book. Yeah, of course it was. And I hit, hit the plot hole. So, when she arrives in Oz, she lands... And her house lands on the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. And that's who she gets the ruby slippers from. Then the Wicked Witch of the East comes and tries to take the ruby slippers. And then I believe the Good Witch of the North comes and stops the Wicked Witch of the East taking the slippers from her. Now, instead uh, instead of the Good Witch of the North saying to her, all you have to do is clap your slippers, one, two, three, and you're home, because then there wouldn't be a movie. She said, you have to go see The Great Wizard of Oz. And then it was kind of like, she meets all of these people along the way, right? You know, like Scarecrow, Tin Man, Lion, 
Um, they were well played. I loved Scarecrow. I thought he was brilliant. Really fantastic. Brit, I can't remember who played him, but the acting yeah, was... I wouldn't know, to be honest. Shot Judy Guy, I'm yeah, not really familiar yeah, with the Yeah, but the, his acting was out of this world, I thought. But when they get to Oz and it's like, actually, you know, Oz can't help you, and it's like, oh, you could have got home all along. It's like, so why? And, you know, if you wanted to tell me that so she could help these other creatures, I was like, yeah, but she got the slippers before she even met them. She could have literally just been told if the good fairy of the north was actually good she could have just gone oh you've got everything you need off off you go and for that i was like i can't ignore that can't unsee that's, it. that i can't yeah. fucking unsee that yeah. that's too much of a plot hole for for me to go yeah. you literally could have told her in the first five minutes of being in oz but then there is no movie have. i think really but then there's no movie but, but then there, but there's no essentially the slippers should have been yes done and exactly according to the characters and according to I'm the good witch there was no reason for her in that moment to not tell her click your heels it was just a plot convenience question have you seen Oz? Oz the Great and Powerful no I actually really that got real bad reviews I remember my sister really hated it right really hated it I was like it happened to be on Sky once and I happened to have Sky and I was like okay let me watch this I actually really enjoyed it and it tells you how Oz you know the wizard become how he arrives there and how you know, the he's wicked, not a wizard or anything yeah and how the wicked witch became the wicked witch I also think that in the grand scheme of how far children's movies have come and how good they are now this I don't I'm not talking about the effects on the characters I'm talking about everyone's like oh it's such a grand tale because you know it, it's, it's got such a, it's got a message that doesn't age you know fine but it felt very, very predictable and very, very, like, flat. That when they arrive in Oz and he's like, well, I, I, I don't want to be a coward. He's like, but you're not. You came all this way. Don't you see? You're already not a coward. It's like, really? Yeah, they're, they're, they're very, the, the, the missions are very, oh, you were looking for it. Why don't you look inside? Yeah. <laughs> that is essentially the, the, yeah. the whole of Wizard of Oz. And I was like, I thought, I thought that was very... You know, when you compare it to like what, what Moana, which we talked about last week, yeah. that's got some depth to it. This, I thought, just felt, felt flat. Completely and then, and then flat. Then you, you take another issue like Inside Out, which yeah. also deals with yeah. you know. Genius. Yeah. You know, they can show through movement what is a mixed emotion. It's this is yeah. a globe with different colors yeah. on it, and that's how it comes to be. And this just felt so on the nose and obvious. I was like, it, yeah. I, I think get- it's a product of its time, though. It is. I uh, get the love for it, but it's no. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. But I, I do believe that we we lived in a much more innocent world back then. It was much easier to tell a child, okay, this is good, this is bad. Whereas, yeah, the world's not so black and white nowadays. No, <laughs> and I think that's where those early lessons are taught very early nowadays. So it's like this is the basics. Like, can we move on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Your number seven, the Jungle Book. Honorable. Now, which jungle book are you going with? Because there's a few. Are you going with a live action recent? I'm going the live action recent. I know there was the Jason Scott Lee, Jason Scott Lee one, which was it was okay. It was okay with Gary Oldman playing the villain. Yeah. What happened to Gary? Good question. Should have been the new Errol Flynn. Yeah, but then I suppose did the world need a new Errol? Like again, it's the evolution of where cinema was, and it's like yeah, he could play that character also well, but it's like. Do we need that now? Like, yeah. you don't fit in. There is that, and there's also the animation, which I think would have to make an honourable on there's my side. a few side. animations, though. The, the Disney animation? The Disney animation. Right. I'm not familiar with another, if I'm honest. There is. It's much darker. Oh, I'm sure. With all that's been done, this was my chance of seeing one of my cartoons that I grew up and loved. Yeah, yeah, In the real world. Yeah. Um, 
What hurt me? You didn't see the elephants. I, I was really wondering how they were going to go. The elephants. The elephants were in it. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole, you know, the same story that he had. The, yeah, oh, right. Yeah, in that yeah. sense, I was like, because ah. that was like a real favourite part. Yeah, yeah. But uh, naturally, it couldn't happen. But um, no, I think it was what, really... with the trunk inspection and all that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I wanted okay. that kind of humour. What happened to your trunk? <laughs> <laughs> that come, <that>, <laughs> man, come. <laughs> Sometimes I'll have a man in my jungle. It's not your jungle. <laughs> yeah, all of that kind of just that, that budding friendship. That was really cute, you know. I really like that part mm. in the animation side. But I think it was really well told. I it loved was it. Really well told. It, I thought what they did by taking a minor lyrical point from the Disney animation, which was, do you remember when him and King Louis are singing and Louis like. Give me the power of man's red flower so I can be like you. And they expect... Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. And on what the red flower is, and it's this all-encompassing, dangerous yeah. element that only man can control. It, do you know what? That side, yes. I love but the way they expanded it. on the flip side, it. and this is weird, I, I appreciate how they took the dark tones, but I, I'm really conflicted between the two Jungle Books. Like, yes, it is essentially fire. That's what King Louis wanted. That, yeah. you know, cartoon. Of, I wasn't a big King Louis fan. In the in, new movie, yeah, nor me. I just couldn't. And it should have worked considering it, it was been, Christopher yeah, Walken. Yeah, like all the elements were there, and they just didn't do it right. That was the letdown, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, like, and then they tried to bring letdown. it back at the end. And I'm like, why are you bringing it back? And you failed in the first time. Yeah, yeah. I really don't want to be reminded how badly you failed. You yeah. Know? Um, which was actually quite sad. I mean, they failed on one other thing too, which was car. Car basically wasn't there. You could have been seen more. You could have been seen more. And I think that's what you needed was that. I wanted that trust. In me, you know that song where, where she, well, I get prepared to she yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, but that song where she's sort of hypnotizing Mowgli. I would have liked to see more of that because yeah. I thought that was a genius scene, especially where she's hiding Mowgli upstairs and Shere Khan's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all of, yeah. Have you got him? Have you got him? Have you eaten him? <laughs> all was, of that though. There was yeah. those elements that I think that that's when the way it was told, the fact that it was all green screen and built that way. This, you know, that young actor was amazing. Neil and Seti. I think in that it deserves the recollection but there's so much good in the cartoon right? but there's Disney so much good in this I think the yeah, Bill, yeah. Bill Murray is blue genius Ben Kingsley stole it for me as Bagheera yes he was an Loved excellent him. Bagheera excellent Bagheera Idris or Idris yeah as Shere Khan was great I loved what they did with the wolves the wolves was good the wolves they really expanded on I thought that was great um, Mr. Beat with King Louis, Mr. Beat with Carr, but in general, the way the plot was slightly different but still similar, I thought I, I it had that it. darker tone which worked though. And I, I was like, it. yeah, it, this is what it really would be. It wouldn't be all singing all dark, no. which the cartoon and that essentially. And with Shere Khan hunting him at the end was quite intense. Yeah, 
it oh, worked. they missed out of the Condors as well. I would have liked to see that. The Condors based off of the Beatles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Flaps, what you want to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. know. What do you want to do? I don't know. Look, what do you flaps. want to do? First, I say, what do you want to do? Then I ask, what do you want to do? Let's do something. Okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> ah, not this again. Yeah, no, it's great that fun. Classic, absolute classic. But yeah, no, just short bits which. You might not necessarily have looked for had you not had that not been such a classic, you yes, know. Had it yes. face value on its own, it would have been really good. And it hurts to put but one, but I had. Are I you think this going one was live a, action or animation? I am going live action. Okay. I, I, do you know what my heart says? Animation, of course. I have to. I have to honor. I have to honor what. And I really have. You've heard me say this before, definitely on the YouTube channel. But it is technologically one of the most important movies of all time. Oh yeah. Like, not just the animal's movement, but everything in that movie, other than Neil Settee, was fake. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing Every, was fake. Everything. The air, the water, the freaking dust particles, the the leaves, the grains of sand, know, the, the poor... It was fake. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Because I remember, again, through the review, I was like, okay, we've heard about what CG can do. And it was like, whoa, okay, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You were not aware it was CG. No, no, no. You could easily be like, okay, no, we took him here, and yeah. <laughs> he had to film it there. Yeah, yeah. It was really well done. You're number six, right? I know you're going to draw for daggers. You are going to draw for daggers, and in this one, it's not necessarily a punt. Okay, mm. I know it's. I know this franchise will be second half of the franchise will be mentioned. Mm. I'm going with the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a punt. That's a punt. Both. So have you got both? There's a pun. There's a, that's one movie for me. It's it's one three. From okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a pun. <laughs> that's that's a pun and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So like the one all six, yeah. All what all six? Three, three. The Hobbit. Okay. One book. Okay. Screw it. Let's fight. Let's go. I'm asking you, have you got Lord of the Rings and Hobbit? No. Okay. And Hobbit, that's Lord of the Rings for you? Lord of the Rings for me isn't a children's book. Okay, fair choice. Hobbit is a children's book. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Cool. Okay, punt. Punt? Yeah. Big punt. That was your number six. How is that six? Get me a dagger to draw. (laughs) (laughs) My number seven. This was the small punt, Harry Potter. Okay. You've gone Prisoner of Azkaban. Take the stage and then I'll go with mine. Prisoner of Azkaban, I feel... Funny enough, it was serious black. I think Gary Oldman delivers. Like, yeah. they, like we've had that threat of he who shall be named in the others, and there was all these villains, and it was like even in the books, they they, they kept appearing, and you know they were the villain. Serious was different. Yeah, one he wasn't actually a villain, <laughs> which was a key point. Spoiler. Uh, yeah, yeah, major. I do. Yeah, I, I try to avoid those normally. <laughs> I do apologize. But the other side. It's just the delivery behind it. You know, I, I feel this one gave me something. Even in the books. Whether it was in the book or in the film, I was like, ooh, the psycho's out. You, you, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that this crazy guy is looking for Harry. Yeah. And I will put it in that way. He's looking for Harry. And it's like, this is not going to go well. Like, all no. the others are easily vanquished. Oh, the teacher who, you know. <laughs> shut up. Flick <laughs> of a one. Yeah, exactly. Off you go. You know, this was different. This wasn't, oh, I've been overtaken by he who shan't be named. I'm doing it for the kids. Voldemort. <laughs> you know, this one was a separate entity. Yeah. Like, and it was the whole thing of, he was good friends with Harry's parents. And now he's gone mad. This is deep. And yeah. You know, um, 
They probably call Trent's character. Hagrid. Hagrid. Hagrid's going to jail. Like all of these, all of this, everything spun on its axis in this one. You're like, whoa, what is happening here? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was a different story. I, and I think it matched quite a lot from the film to the book. Harry Potter You are one, mixing up though. Hagrid didn't go to jail in The Prisoner of Azkaban. He went to jail in the second one, which was the Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets, yes. But he did, they did send, he was the um, oh, magical creatures teacher in Prisoner of Azkaban. And you remember there was the big... Yes, yes, yes. Buckbeak. Thank you. Thank you very much. And they came in and supposedly killed Buckbeak. Harry Potter, the no, first one. Which, which one. which one is your one out of interest? The one I picked for my list? Yeah. Number one. Not... Let me tell you right now. Prisoner of Azkaban is my favourite, not only favourite film, it's also my favourite book. That is the one for me. Okay? I'm going with number one, the Philosopher's Stone, or the Sorcerer's Stone, depending on which part of the world you're in, because it's got two different names. Both from a book point of view and movie point of view, I thought that one had a, a childish magic to it that the others didn't have. Do you know why it didn't make it? Yes, it had the magic, but I also felt quite a lot was missing. So much. That is what hurt me about the first Harry So much. I was like, but, and, but, and I just felt like... But they did so much good world building. You know, with the every flavoured beans, with the yeah. chocolate frogs, with the, you know, setting up of what the different classes were. You got so much more from the classes in that movie. Setting up the different characters, the relationships with all the different teachers. I mean, they, I felt actually, although that movie missed out on a lot, it was in terms of detail, it I thought it was... on what it did have. Yeah, it I, was... I, I don't think that... that. I just felt... And I thought, considering also his age, and this was a new world for him, and we were following him with that journey, I thought, this is very much through the eyes of a very new, you know, a young child. And thought, as kids' books go, this was the most kiddie. Yeah, I felt... It was more to the honouring of what was on page. Which, I, I, to be fair, Harry yeah, Potter is the funny. only one I've done it with. To be fair, you know, comparing book to, to film. But I just... I, that was one thing that always hit me with this one. But the one thing about it though it did the same way that the world of Jungle Book has been portrayed you know through yeah. green screen this was a world of magic you wanted to go to Hogwarts it's like this is exactly how they described it yeah this it, it looked you it, know when it they was, walked yeah. into the Great Hall you were really like oh, shit <gasps> okay, me I'm there yeah, we're, we're here we're here that was the whole point okay so my number six yes sir practically perfect in every way Miss Mary Poppins <sighs> did you leave her off do you know it's really bad when you keep forgetting that these are books? Oh, mate. I, that's stupid. Majorly stupid. I, yeah. I, I put it out there. Classic, though. Absolutely. 100%. Classic. Julie Andrews, just such a one Dick Van Dyke. Worst name ever. <laughs> <laughs> Great actor. <laughs> Last week was free really. This week is Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of a contradiction when you think about it. <laughs> the ultimate contradiction. <laughs> Yeah. Dick of Dyke. Like, hmm. <laughs> really? Okay. But he's a great actor. Yes. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's something so timeless about Mary Poppins, you know? Was, wasn't it one of the first times that they blended live action with anime as well? I believe it would be. It was so touching and wonderful, you know, the way that they were looking for all these nannies and then all these different nannies were coming to try and get the jobs and none of them were right and then, you know good old Mary Poppins descends and the moment she arrives there was such joy and it's not just because of what was required of the performance of her character and what her character does but because of Julie Andrews it's just there was a magic to that woman I have to be honest 
I fear the new one. Oh, gravely. There are certain Although things... Although I love Emily Blunt. Yeah, I have no argument with Emily Blunt. And it's continuation, is it? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have an argument with anyone. But you know it's certain things. Uh, it's going to sound like the world's worst breakdown or analogy, but I'm going to do it. You know when you watch shows like X Factor, yeah. and someone says they're going to do a, a Mariah Carey or a Whitney Houston, and you're like, please Be careful. Don't. Like, you know, you, I'm not saying you're a bad singer, but do you really want to go there? Yeah. This is one of those timeless classics that... I mean, don't get me wrong, I kind of had that with Oz. I was like, you really want to go back on a film that has... It's, it's timeless. You have certain timeless films, and this is one of them. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? And it's like, with this one... Look, we even had it with Jumanji. Yeah. There are certain ones you're like, don't really? Don't leave it alone. Now, it's not that I don't have trust in Emily Blunt at all. Yeah. I have full confidence. I don't even go as much as full support. But... It, you're playing with fire. Yeah. You're playing with fire. Mary Poppins, just oh so wonderful. I mean, from the from her entrance when she actually slides up the banister, gear, you know, measures the children, and then her measuring tape's got you know yeah. different uh, statistics about their personalities to the <laughs> to this uh, spoonful of medicine she gives them to the way she first breaks out in song. You know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. It's wonderful, and then Mary is personally. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Your first interaction of live action magic. Yes, she she is that. You know, Mary. That is Mary Poppins. She's so yeah. important to children. Yeah, so important. And the songs are so classic. You know, let's go fly a kite up where the air is bright. It's just so it's feel it's, good. It, it, it is. Yeah, and of course, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Of course. Of course. Question. Have you read the book? Of course. Darker? No. It's not? Not especially. Why did I hear that it was? Fair enough. I, 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 I always wondered how does it change so much? Okay. She has a sister. Okay. Interesting. Which apparently is being played by Meryl Streep in the next movie, so that's interesting. 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 I yeah, love that movie. Yeah. Love, uh, love, oh, love, yeah, love, yeah, love. Yeah. You're, sorry, we're now trading one apiece. You're number five. This time I'm going to animation. Go on now. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, do you know what, mate? It would have made it, but for the sake of not going on an all Disney list, because so many Disney movies are based off of Do books, you know what? I've gone with my Disney movie, which I've picked, which is further up, is the one which I feel is the most accurate adaptation. So I'm going to say honourable. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean... So good, though. Yeah. <laughs> so good, though. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Funny enough, I'm going to put it out there. I sadly, I'm yet to see the live action. <gasps> I know. I know. I'm yet to see the live action. But the story... Boy, how did you do that? I know, I missed it. I'm so gutted I missed how it. How did you do that? I'm... Yeah. Can I tell you? Be Our Guest was better in the live action. No way. Way. Okay. That good. And that, for me, was like the benchmark. You know, I was like... If you can beat that, then yeah. It was better. I, yeah. Okay. It, it was legit better. And the way... It was so clever the way they played with the audience and the build-up to it. It's like, you know it's coming. Anyone who's seen it. And then the camera trick, just as Lumiere turned around and went, B. R. Yes! The camera went, B. R. It was getting closer and closer and closer to him each time. It's like, let's take you on a ride, ladies and gentlemen. And they really sort of took you by the hand and went, shh, shh, it's okay. We got you. 
Oh, that's nice. That's it nice. Really that, that is nice. That is nice. Really, you just you, you remember when the chandelier came down in the original one, and all of the cutlery was dancing on it, and Bell sort of went like, "Wow, extrapolate that by a lot." They went off the chain with French pomp and grandiose in this one. It was just like, oh my god, it, it was wonderful to watch, and. Gaston, who is a villain that is my favourite Disney villain by quite a long way. Oh, by a long way, mate. Gaston is hands down my favourite Disney villain. More than Jafar, more than anyone. Gaston's my favourite Disney villain. Think I would go Jafar. Gaston. Just because there's part of me that kind of agrees with him. It's like he's going about it the wrong way, but he's like, yo, there's a beast in that castle. Like, what? Are we really gonna let it live? Like, we endanger people. There's part of you that agrees with him, but he's such a narcissist. He's yeah, that he is. such that a narcissist. Is. And the way that Luke Evans plays him in the live action one, I was worried, because I was like, you're dealing with my favorite villain here. And Luke Evans just does not have the bulk you know, I see the yeah. rock playing Gaston. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my days, that would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong skin tone, but still. <laughs> Especially for that time. No, Luke Evans bulks for this. Like he's big in it. Not rock big, but he's a big. You guy. don't have to be rock big. Compared but yeah. to how skinny he is normally, he bulked for this, and he he had this sort of debonair gallantry to him, while at the same time being an utter fucking snake. And he was actually meaner in the live action one. There's something he does. I, I can I can believe. I there's can see something they can do he that. does to Bell's father, where you're like, oh, you're proper evil in this one, mate. It's it's vile. Um, and they fill in a lot. This live action it fills in a lot of holes too. I've heard that, which I was really looking forward to. I've heard the that. main one being like. So there was a prince. Right by this village. Is no one questioning what happened to the, the prince? prince? They answer that. They answer that. Belle's mum. Like, what happened? They answer that. They cut all of these holes that the Disney animation had. They're like, my bad. <laughs> let's, let's fill the holes. <laughs> it's like, they were so self-aware making this. And they were all, not just in the sense of the plot. They were so self-aware in how important the, uh, the animation is to people. And they're like, yo, we know we're not going to mess this one up. We know I'm, we can't I'm, mess this I'm one up. I'm happy to hear that. And I went in, man. I, I knew how all-star the cast was, but I was still thinking, I'm so scared. You I'm have to so be. You scared. Have to be. But I walked out going, you managed to get a Scotsman to do a Frenchman and do it better than in the anime. Take my money for life. Yeah, for life. I, I can work with that. Take my money for life. It was just so wonderful. The, and Josh Gad as LeFou was brilliant. I mean, I couldn't, there was nothing wrong with that movie. It was just top to bottom, wonderful. Cool. But it's your entry. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? We've, I mean, we've spoken the story of the, the cursed prince who's living his life as a beast and all of his servants around him are turned into cutlery and candles and, <laughs> and furniture, essentially. Everyday objects. Yeah, everyday objects. I think it's the best way. And the young Belle who's decided to sacrifice herself instead of her father to become his prisoner and essentially slave and then the, 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 the bond that builds be between them and yeah mm. that's it really without going yeah. I mean Do you know, yeah, can it go. really be a spoiler there's two things I would criticise the live action one for the beast looked meaner in the anime okay 
He didn't look not mean in this one, but he looked mm. nastier in the anime. Okay. Okay. You know that scene in the anime where she's like, come into the light. And you see him for the first time and you're like, yo. <laughs> There's still a scene in the anime which scares me like hell to this day is when the father comes to the castle for the first time and everyone's like, oh, come in, come in, come in. And then all the lights go out and you just hear that. There's a stranger in here. And then he's, yeah, like, father yeah, shaking yeah, in his yeah. chair, looks to one side and then he looks to the other and the face is like there. I was, that always freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, it's a um, serious scene. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can work with that. You've come to stare at the beast, have you? You know, it's really and scary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That really helped me. It was the same voice actor who played, um, oh, what was his name? Captain Phoebes in uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, okay. Same, same guy. Achilles, sit. You can hear it. <laughs> and your second gripe? It's a scene. Like, when he sets Belle free in the anime, he lets out this sort of blood-curdling, you know, roar. And it's him, you know, being heartbroken in pain that he's letting this love of his life leave. In the live-action one, he breaks out into song, and I'm like, no! Yeah, sometimes Didn't let it need be. that song. Yeah, sometimes let it be, because there's more pain in, in action. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I, I can hear you going with that. Okay. But beyond that, it's pretty fucking full. Sorry, I feel like I've completely hijacked your No, no, your, no, uh, but you know what? Because some people might be like, where is it not? And I think, there's only so much you can say about a cartoon. The story is the story, but the magic of the transformation, I think, is there. No, I, 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 I summarise what the story is anyway, so I'm, I'm all good with that. I am all good with that. All kinds of all good with that. Okay. You're My number five. five. Babe. I've never watched the movie. I just... What? No, Babe never caught no. me. If I'm going to do... If, I, I, I might be saying something that I think might be on your list. It's on my honourables. I would sooner go Charlotte's Web than I would do Babe. No, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. You... <laughs> babe is just... I rewatched it recently, man. I defy anyone to watch that movie and not have a smile on their face. It's so charming. This little pig who gets taken from his mummy at the beginning and then put into a farm and has a sort of identity crisis and doesn't know where he fits in in the world and he's like, am I food or can I actually coexist with the other animals here? Can I have a purpose? And then the farmer, through no verbal directly speaking with him, but Farmer Hoggett, played by um, James Cromwell, sees this charming little pig and is like, hey, he's interacting with the other animals. Maybe I can get him to be a sheep pig, sheep dog. And there's so much charm to it. And there's such depth to all the characters around. And when the deaths happen, it's really tragic. And it's, oh, mate, that movie. Okay. That movie. All right. Yeah. Please check it I'll out. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. It's it doesn't those... need to be a childhood memory. I defy no, no, no. you to watch that movie no. and not smile. Fair enough. All right. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I, I will do. I will do. I mean, we're objective. You know, this is, yeah, yeah. This is what it's about. Yeah. Don't, okay. Don't be a piggish. <laughs> I'm not. I love bacon. That would have been so harsh. Um, Poor babe. <laughs> this one, I would say it's a childhood book. Right. But the version I'm talking about wasn't the childhood story necessarily. I mean, I saw it as a kid. It's not that bad. So it's a Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't know if Disney were behind it. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. Didn't, yeah, wouldn't even call it an honourable, actually. To me... Because I wouldn't call that it... Yeah, I mean, it was a children's book, but I mean, the 
film in essence. The film is it. But what was it? Twelve? It's fifteen, I think. No, 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 because I saw it young in the cinema, like legally. Yeah. I mean, there were some quite intense scenes. It was a lot different from the cartoon, and it's not that I hate the cartoon. No, the cartoon's but great. The cartoon's great. If, if, we could go back to Errol Flynn. That I was, was going to say, the cartoon you know? was inspired by oh, yeah. Errol Flynn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, sure. the archery scene, I was like, this is a piss. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally scene for scene. Move the targets back 100 yards. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. But on the other side, it's, it's kind of like the Jungle Book. Right. In the sense that it doesn't have to be so happy, cheery. Mm. Give it that action, that darkness behind it. Which, as a kid, you're like, you know, as you you, you mentioned the line, which I could, again I couldn't remember, and I'm like, okay, it is happy and it is fun and game, but this is legitimately what the story would be. You're like, you, it, it kind of felt like watching a Robin Hood biography. Like, oh, so this is how it happened. So See? this is the story. Like, I I thought it was in depth. I haven't seen. Well, R.I.P. Alan Rickman, of course. Yes, of course. And I think he he was a, he was perfect. Um, Alan Rickman. Costner's one of those funny actors, though, isn't it? I, Sometimes he fits a role. I'm not sure he fitted this one. I didn't hate him though. I think he was quite interesting. Wasn't Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio in this? She was. She was um, made Marion. Yeah. Yeah. Two mentions in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. I really enjoyed that one and I remember like the energy behind it and obviously we it was a good night it was a fun movie um, Christian Slater was Will Scarlet wasn't it yes yeah, yeah. No, there was a lot of fun in that movie I just Kevin Costner's performance always bothered me a bit I was just, I would have to see you're it not again. really Errol Flynn are you no 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 he's very flat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's very flat there's no animation no which, which in a sense changed the story yeah you know you could have had someone who would be slightly more animated and the film would be completely different. Let's take Carrie in Men in Tights. You know, mm. you, you can easily change Robin Hood to be something completely Carrie different. Carrie Elwes I thought was great in that. Yeah, no, he was, oh, he's he was classic. So I mean, good. It's, it's, yeah. Then again, I actually, for a different take, I also, people didn't like it. I don't get it. I really like Russell Crowe in the Ridley Scott movie. I thought it was very, very cool. That I need to see it. I need to see it. I heard a lot of bad reviews, and I think that's delayed me in seeing it. It's yeah, it's not stopped me, but it's delayed me. It's so it's gritty. It's gritty. It's the grittiest Robin Hood I've ever seen. It's okay. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but no, I think Men in Tights was the. I think if you're gonna. So are you going Men in Tights or Prince of Thieves? Prince of Fiso. Men in Tights, we've got a whole different conversation. I don't even know if it can make it. It could actually, as much as it. <laughs> trainers, but it didn't exist back then. <laughs> but, Ninth century Fox. <laughs> <laughs> the chastity belt, there's all these different parts. From henceforth, all toilets in the kingdom shall be known as John's. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, exactly, all of those bits you wouldn't have found in the book, which I think with Prince of Thieves, it, it links. Can we just say Carrie Elwes' best line? There's a line that always floors me in it. Yeah. And it's like, what gives you the right to come in here and demand this from the king? Well, unlike other Robin Hoods, I have an English accent. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. <laughs> It's like, hey, Errol Flynn, where you take that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. So funny. Yes, yes. I have an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give Carrie Sizzle. credit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now, Robin is a good shot. I'm not sure Prince of Thieves would have been the one I went with, but it was good that he's got a mention. Um, my number four, I 
We've mentioned it in the last month, I believe, and I guarantee you wouldn't have known this is a children's book, and neither did I until doing my research. I was like, ah, well, that's going in. How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, no, I had no clue. No, neither did I. A clue. (laughs) I haven't read it. Okay. But I know it's a book. (laughs) Okay. It's a book. I I could work with that. I could work with that. It's a book. (laughs) Listen. So hold on. Is it a franchise that all of the films, or is it just that the car Disney have taken over? The book. Okay. And it's not Disney, it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Um, I'm just going to go with the first film, which I know comes from the book. Right. It's all sorts of cute. It's about the how the Vikings and dragons come to coexist with each other. But the, as the story starts, the Vikings and dragons are very much at war with each other. Now, the village's chief, the village chief's son, Hiccup, needs to prove himself. So he decides he's going to go capture a dragon. So, as the dragons are attacking the village, uh, Hiccup spots a night fury attacking, and he decides he's going to have a go at ca- not tracking, not catching him, sorry, but killing him. He manages to injure the Night Fury, not kill him, but injure him. And he goes and tries to finish the job off, but then can't bring himself to do it. Hiccup's ultimately got a very good big heart and doesn't like the idea of killing animals. And he sees something in this little Night Fury. He's like, why kill him? And they form this weird kind of boy and his cat or boy and his dog, which, I mean, for me, Toothless is more dog than cat. I don't know how you see it, but... <laughs> Some people see him as a cat. I'm like, what's with this cat stuff? It's like, he's a dog. Like, the way he's going... You know? <laughs> they draw this, like, perimeter, and when Hiccup puts his foot out, he's like... Puts his foot back. Cat dog! There's just... A very, he's one of the sweetest anime characters that's ever been made, in my opinion. He's, he's so loving and warm, and the bond between them is quite magical. And this bond between them, essentially, on a bigger scale, leads to the Vikings and dragons coexisting with each other. But it takes the courage of one boy not to kill, but to let live. That changes people's ways. And that's why it's such a lovely story. Cool. So I love how to train your dragon. Okay. So your number three, please. The book, the film that acknowledges it comes from a book. It's Princess Bride. Yeah, it's a great shout. Yeah. That's an honourable. Uh, to be honest with you, I was like, no. And what I had there before, I'm like, no, this will actually... I, I don't mind it in third place, actually, either. I was like, yeah, that could really work. I mind it in third place. Because <laughs> of what we punted from, I got major issues with that. Princess Bride. I, what I like about the film... Yeah, yeah, that was really touching at the end. Actually, I was like, "Ooh, that was nice." Um, R.I.P. Andre the Giant. Sorry, I won't. I will stop cutting. No, no, no. Go for it. Of course, Andre always needs his mention. But it was like, you know, the first thing that hit me when I was watching this, I was like, "This is so 80s." You got the kid from the Wonder Years and Columbo. Fred Savage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, this. You know, it's about this story, and it's like. The granddad's legitimately reading the story. It's that, that innocence that we all have as a young boy. Like, really? A bride and a prince. Oh, and, oh as you wish. You know, like, really? Oh, I, skip the kissing scenes. I don't want to know. But then the story unfolds. And it unfolds. And you want more. And what is... Oh. You know, okay. Oh, oh. And you get submersed. And, it's, and I love the fact that they honour the fact of, this is the book. This is the book. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm reading it from the book. We're just showing it to you, but yeah. I'm reading it to you. Yeah. And I thought that was really novel and very novel. Really, it was, well, it depicts it, you know, it shows it all. I, I really enjoyed that as a joke. It's like, okay, and the story, there are some parts that are a bit, really? Really? <laughs> but it, 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 it's fun. It's, it's nice from, you know, fun family humour in it. It's, it's nice. It's a good adventure. It's got an all star cast, too. Yeah! It's a very big cast. Carrie Elvis, Robin Wright. Yes, Robin Wright. Just Robin, I'm good in everything I do, Robin Wright. Uh, Billy Crystal, Andre the Giant, Manny Patinga. Um, what was that? that uh, uh, Wallace, the... Wallace, Wallace, Wallace. Uh, I can't remember his first name ever. Where? Inconceivable! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, something yeah. Wallace. Yeah, it was never a really, really, really big cast. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, Billy Crystal. I was like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, I know who this is. And Carrie Elvis playing, you know, dead at the end was very good. Like, could you pull me up? Yeah, it was played really well. Really well. He did that really well. And he, he bloody did a per Texas Hold'em on him, huh? Drop your sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was nice. It was nice. I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, okay, this is nice. Love that movie. Yeah. Absolutely love that movie. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it's Buttercup who doesn't want to marry this evil prince Humperdinck. And... But it's really funny because you, you know, in the beginning, you kind of think to yourself, he's not that evil. He's chosen a bride and oh. as the story unfolds you're like he's a prick. yeah he's a right prat <laughs> he's a, he's she like, goes for a ride one day gets kidnapped they you know by a swordsman uh, a thief and a giant yeah and they hold her for ransom but in order to create a war yeah, yeah. but the dread pirate Roberts comes after her and takes them all out and yeah. then gets taken out in turn and it turns out the Dread Pirate Roberts is well that would be sporting yeah me. exactly that but so so much unfolding along the way so but like, can ah! I just say my name is Inigo Montoya you kill my father prepare to die oh, such a good line you've been practicing that haven't you I have. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You definitely have to think Antonio Banderas could have took a bit oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Inigo Montoya for puss in boots <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. that was your number three, yeah? Yes, sir. Right, my number three. I mentioned earlier that I had one Disney anime. I know which there. one it is. Go on. Cinderella. No. Ooh. It's not. It's one, and I had a feeling you'd say that. It's Overlooked. It's... Live action. No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. It's an anime. But of all the Disney animes, you know, because Disney like to twist the books that they're based off. Did Don't you know just... that the Little Mermaid... Is dark. Is dark. <laughs> she kills dark. herself I, at the I end. dark. Uh, there's not happy rainbows, Poseidon, blah blah fireworks. No, 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 no. It's and it's always like that, you know. They've twisted them. But the one which I actually thought, based on the book, which I have read, and based on the anime and how well the anime interpreted the book, which they were pretty true to the book on, Pinocchio. Good shout. Good shout. It's dark. Yeah. It's proper dark. Pinocchio is yeah. It it was edgy. Yeah, yeah. Mate, I rewatched this recently and some of it I was really like edge of my seat, like, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Like, what I love, uh, what I didn't realise I appreciated as a child, but what I loved is that Pinocchio's a story where a lot happens but also not a lot happens, if that makes sense. Like, did you, do you know that the first 40 minutes of this only hour and a half long movie, but 40 minutes, they still haven't left Geppetto's house? It goes on for that long, but you don't realise it. Like, the world building that they do in this scene, you know, this little town, you you got to, you know, this little mountain town, and 
painting Geppetto as this master carpenter with all of these wood clocks and Jiminy Cricket arriving and telling you, telling children what a conscious is and Pinocchio coming to life and that all happens, you would think, in the first five minutes. No! 40 minutes. 40 minutes, man. That's impressive. They really like, and then things start to go down. He goes to school, meets Honest John, and then it's hind diddly dee. An actor's life for me. Yeah. Takes Pinocchio off to join uh, Stromboli's Puppet Circus, which is where you've got the famous There Are No Strings On Me. Um, Stromboli tries to take him away. Jiminy Cricket finds him. I'm literally summarizing no, the yeah, movie yeah. here. But, I mean, this is to tell you, not a lot happens. Blue Fairy comes and saves them. On the way back home, Honest John gets them again. This time, puts them on the boat to Treasure Island. Pleasure Island, sorry, not Treasure. Pleasure Island. Can I just say, that scene where they get ch- changed into donkeys is so nightmarish. It's dark, yeah, yeah. Like, w- when Lampwick, his, his little, you know, Rakai friend, that scene where he's like, what's happening to me? Be yeah, a pal, yeah, yeah, help yeah. me out! Yeah, and yeah, then you yeah, just yeah, see that, that shadow going, mama, mom! It's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Like, it's grim and dark as all hell. And then, you know, he manages to escape Pleasure Island and he realises he's got to... He goes home to find his father, father's gone, and Blue Fairy drops him a note and, hey, your father's in the in the belly of a whale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Religious connotations much. <laughs> it's a great shout, mate. Yeah. It really, really is. And re-watch it. If you, you it's spin been a while, while. It's definitely dead. Rewatch it, and this movie is impactful. And that scene with the whale at the end, man, it's it's hard to watch. Like it's no, no, sorry, not hard to watch. Like, it's intense. Like it's really intense. Like they're paddling away from this thing, and he's ramming into them. Like that Disney did not pull back on this. It wasn't like oh, la la, this happened. Is that like, no, no, no? Whales trying to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> Like when he bursts through the waves and you just hit your pedal going, look out! It's like, it's really it does, intense. Yeah. It does have that suspense. It really does, actually. That's a very good point. Like, and it's, you know, they didn't shy away for once. They weren't just like, oh, let's make a nice Disney-fied version of it. They're like, no, this is a dark story. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, no, as you say it, the scenes come back to me, yeah. It's been a very It's nice really time. quite nightmarish and dark. Okay. So that was good my show. number three. Right. Number two... I'm big, you're small. I'm, I'm smart, smart, you're dumb. dumb. Yeah. I've never seen it. <gasps> Have you read the book? No. You've not read the book? No. Matilda went, missed it. Completely missed Matilda. Wow. Yeah, I know. Matilda, do you know what? Matilda very nearly came to my number one. I've heard it's iconic. It, I mean, it's one of those, again, like where you've just talked about Pinocchio. It's got a few parts that are different, but it pretty much matches, matches the book. Okay. Like you can, yeah, this is that, that is this. My match, it pretty much matches, yeah. It had you in a bit of a twist. It had me in a twist, don't you worry. You know, it's the story of a young girl who, she enjoys reading. She's actually a pretty much of an intellectual, but her parents just, are, you're, why are you reading the book? Just sit down and enjoy a TV. Her dad's the ultimate con man in that he will, he, he turns the clocks back. So, you know, he's such a used car salesman, says it all, but he turns the clocks back. He does all these little tricks to, to, to sell to people and it'll probably break down within five minutes but hey pal you sold it it worked when you had it here what are you coming back to me for he's that kind of guy you know they're always hiding from the police this that, and the other 
and she just wants to just live a normal life. She wants to live by the straight and narrow. She and then she discovers she has a slight mystical power of like telekinesis. She can move stuff, and even at school, she she's quite smart. But then there's the evil Miss Trunchbull who who bullies her, and then is it Miss Honey? Yeah. yeah, Miss Honey's her teacher, who she courses Miss Honey. <laughs> How sweet. <laughs> you know, the, she, that's someone she can relate to, someone she can get on with. But Miss Trunchbull bullies her. So there's another form of bullying going on, and you realise that Miss Honey and Miss Trunchbull are related, and it's her aunt. And Miss Honey's gone through similar stories as Matilda. And it's just like child torture, but like that standing up and just be proud of who you are. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you don't have to do wrong because everyone's telling you that, like, peer pressure and that. Matilda's amazing, man. I'm actually, I can't believe you've not seen or read it. Yeah, and I remember the trailer so well. I'm big and you're small. I'm smart. And yeah, Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito right? and his wife at yeah. the time. They they played Matilda's parents and, and wasn't they produced Matilda the film. Played by the little girl from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, yes. Who gave up on acting now? Yeah, she, has she? Yeah, doesn't like, doesn't like the Hollywood world. Yeah, she, she was really good actually. So yeah, no, Matilda's nice. Matilda's good. I have no input. I, yeah, but no, Matilda's magical. It has, it, has, yeah. it, has, it has a nice story to it. I would say read the book and then watch the film and you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, There's certain sure, bits. Sure. That, yeah. From, this is a touch of a spoiler. Like, growing up, rolled up. Funny enough, rolled up. Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Fox is something I missed as right. a book. But the ones that I did read, I really loved. And Matilda, I really enjoyed as a book. And I thought, well, as a film, again, certain tweaks that I would have changed, but it was really cool. It was, yeah, nice, it, was, nice. it was my book in film. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling my number two might be not your number one. If not, I don't know what the hell you're doing leaving it off. Go. Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, yeah. Charlie at the Chocolate Factory, no, yeah. Willy Wonka. Was it called Willy Wonka in the Chocolate yeah. Factory? Okay. That's the one with... Regine Wilder. Yeah. We are no, we, there, by no means will I ever... No. Ever put Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah. That was Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Gene Wilder, that was. Right, that was. So you're two, and my two, you're one. Are we talking about it? <laughs> yeah, could, yeah. Well, we well, it's, well, it's your, well, we, is, no, is it worth it? We'll, we, we'll punt and go to an intermission. They can wait to hear what you yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't deserved it. <laughs> you need to get more stuff now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Intermission. Yeah. Intermission time, intermission time. Okay, guys, well, thank you for joining us. It's been a, uh, it's been a nice journey. In the, <sighs> The ma- do you know what the magic of books yeah yeah. I think this is what this one's really taught me like the magic of books and not taught you reminded you reminded us yeah I think, that, I think that's that's the fair justification the, the magic that you can get from books and how it can be translated into film yeah absolutely you know um, a picture's worth a thousand words and here we are seeing them in picture a thousand words in pictures you know yeah oh, it's, been, it's been nice it's been nice but this is one of many I believe this is yeah we're in our twenties now we're in our 20s now. That's this a lie. The... You and me. Episode. Oh. <laughs> I thought you meant age. That's a lie. No, no, no. This is that's what I said. This, this top 10 is one of many. We're in our 20s now. You right, know, right. And I thought you were talking about no. you and me. I was like, absolute lie. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> Where have those days gone? Yeah. I, I left the 20s a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, in my 30s now. But, you know, it's... <laughs> Mate, We're twenty something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, this is one of many episodes of a top ten that we, we, the silver screen dudes, have come about. So, how did the movie Mount Rushmore come about? 
If you've been hearing us for a while, you've heard the story a million times at that point. Well, 20 something times. <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, this is really for you guys. We have a 15 plus years relationship, which makes the 20 a complete lie. <laughs> yeah. So we've known each other for years, always had a passion for film, always talking film. Anytime we had a chance to talk film, we would talk film at school. And it was one day we've got to do something in film. One day we've got to do something. And one day became, no, it's today. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And here it came. The Silver Screen Dudes was born. We've done our film reviews. We've done film games best and worst and ah oh, versus we've done it all anything you could, we could do a twist on in film we've done it and then there's the top 10 where which really interests me because you can always find a new topic and you have to really decipher the the angles of a film and this is what we've done here like ad- adapted children's books who would have thought it's a it's a category but it's out there and i'm sure there are many films you guys are like but hold on i know he's number one i know he's number one what about We've got the honourable section. Yeah, you'll hear yeah, him. Yeah. I'm sure you'll hear him in there. But that, that's who we are. But and I, all I'd like to say is, this was two guys just sitting down in front of a mic and we started a journey. This mm-hmm. journey has gone global. We may have not gone global, but our voices have. So, And that was only possible thanks to you guys. So mm. continuously, you will always hear me say, thank you. And as a part of our thank you, Nico, would you like to take over and... Tell them how else we like to thank them. Yeah, we like to give you prizes. We like to give you wonderful goodness from our friends at Loot Crate. Indeed, indeed. So this is what you need to do if you want to win prizes. And the prizes happen each week, So, and there's some good stuff. Um, this is what you need to do. You need to find Silver Screen Dudes on Instagram. Subscribe to us on Instagram, and then Monday through to Friday, be following the clues. The clues are as follows. Each day we will upload two movie posters next to each other and ask you, what do these two movies have in common? The clues get more and more obvious throughout the week. We have had people win them once on the first go, sometimes on the first two. Most of the time you need a few days. So Monday you'll get two posters, Tuesday you'll get another two, so it goes two, four, six, eight. By Friday you'll have ten movie posters and we'll be asking you, what do all of these movies have in common? If you answer correctly, you win a prize. We pay for the postage, we send the price to your address, and we even ask you, pitch a topic to us. What top ten would you like us to cover? See, you become part of the show. Yeah. This is how we thank you. Yeah, we do. And it's been really interesting. No subscribe, no prize. Uh, that, that is essential that is essential but it has been interesting it, you know as much as we like to <laughs> we like to play the smart asses and play we know all about film there are many categories that we don't touch or tend to avoid gore and thanks to <laughs> do you know what there was gore even swashbuckle I was like that, that's past my time you know and but we loved it we loved it yeah gore you can completely hate and <laughs> you may choose to continue do you know what it got me onto the Saw franchise in, in gore so there's always and something you got yeah. an appreciation for that yeah too Still can't, still can't do number one and three was terrible uh, yeah three but it also was, yeah. I also discovered Martyrs and Cannibal Holocaust yeah do you know what for the kids watching do not do not type those in because they are not for you they no. are not for you those, those are they were hard for us to watch yeah exactly in time you can Martyrs get there if you want to still stays with me man it still stays with me. There is some, there is some such, a, and so did Evil Dead that remake. It's such hard. There is some deep stuff in there. I, I can't lie. There is some that it's like too close to home and mm. very yeah graphic. But yeah, I mean those are just some of the examples out there. And you know we have our winner here who discovered animated sequels. Find um, him at Zany168. Yeah, so you know, the, you know, he he's going to be giving us a topic, which obviously we won't be announcing now, otherwise you'll be winning the prize straight away. We like to make you earn your prize. <laughs> that's just the way we play. But no, that, that's who we are. Back we digress. Studio. We're back in the studio. Okay, guys, it, it's pretty obvious. Nick said punt, and I was just around the corner from saying mine. So, so Willy Wonka. Yeah. It's so good. 
You know you talked about Harry Potter? Yeah. And the reason you chose it was the magic. Yeah. This. Wizard of Oz also has that magic. Yeah. This was the final And I think what what helps with the difference between Wizard of Oz for me and this is that I I was such a massive Roald Dahl fan. And this, again, Matilda, for me as a kid, as a book, those two stood out. Yeah. And again, you'll find slight differences in the book from the film. But this was really good. This was magic. Gene Wilder was Willy Wonka. And much like with Pinocchio, they hold off on it, don't they? Like, he doesn't come in. You know, there's a build-up to it. There's a lot of world-building. Although I have to say, watching it through the prism of an adult, that opening scene with the Candyman's a bit pedophilic. There are some bits that are troubling, but I hate to say it. No one can make you smile like the Candyman can. It's a bit like, dude... I'm not feeling the performance there. There are some stuff in life that you look back on and... How can I say this? Candyman can make the world taste good. It's like creepy. It's just creepy. I'm one who would say the world has gone too sensitive, right? Yeah. I I, I hold no grudge on that. If you want to hit me up on it, hit me up on it. But in certain areas, it needs to be done. And I think sometimes there was, you know... Oh, he's just—it's just innocent fun, and he, no, don't talk to kids like that. It's, it's even like the story of the Pied Piper. It's a bit like, you know, yeah. why is this man taking the kids? That's wrong. You know, yeah. some stories don't need to be retold again. Yeah, and why Art Kelly chose that as his nickname as a producer, I will what, never know. Pied Piper. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. That, that, and then that, all this truth has come out. <laughs> That's all kinds of wrong. You know, there was some stuff that just don't need to do, and that—that that, yeah, the Candyman was another one. It's a bit. In, the, in its time, I suppose you guys saw it as fun, and yes, kids love candy, and yes, the Candyman came around. But when you keep watching it, it's like it's a bit you're creepy, you know. You're yeah. wrong. You're wrong. It's a bit creepy. But other than that, it's a great story. This idea of you know this shut down factory that starts working again, and then these putting out the golden tickets and these all these different kids that represent different parts of society and you know you really do warm to charlie don't you yeah but yes so yeah but no that 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 that, that whole world building and that that and it you know just like the book it's the charlie doesn't get a ticket and then this comes and that happens yeah. and the heartbreak it's yeah I, you know how i saw it re-watching it because i rewatched it last week this isn't a children's movie this isn't a candy movie this is a haunted house movie i could work with that it really is. I can work with that. Uh, the way you go down that little corridor, they get smaller and smaller and you get boxed in. The way he gets sucked up into the tra- into the pipe. The way that horrific boat ride happens. I mean, it's quite... You know, as you say that, it, it's really funny because it's actually more mystical and magical and brighter as you read it yeah. than when you see it. Because I remember watching this and I was like... Yeah. You're enjoying it, but you're unsettled. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, uh, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Willy Wonka, as much as Willy Wonka's lovable, there's a part of him you can really hate. There's something about him that's yeah. unhinged. And in this film, it's really shown. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, okay. And Gene Wilder's yeah. just. He can't be re replicated what he did. Make him be different. Could be better, could yeah, be worse, yeah, but yeah, it can't yeah. be replicated. Yeah. I'll give you that, I'll give you that. And sadly, Johnny Depp just uh, dropped the ball so hard. Kind of failure, and I don't want to blame Depp because Depp can deliver on many. He's got he's got depth. <laughs> he can deliver different angles. Depth's deep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, literally. And it's like this one was like, where were you going with this? Why yeah. did you, you know, that and the Mad Hatter? Those are two failures on his end. Yeah, real bad failures. But no, yeah, we, we we're going back to Gene Wilder. You know, I think this. It, w- it was the book brought to life yeah. as I said 
Slightly more chilling, so I really do agree with that touch of the haunted house. Huh? Haunted house, it really does have that. Even at the end, which oh, yeah. I don't think the book does, that kind of yes. So you just you know, it was he's just so cold and statue. There's that silence in the room while he's having that. You that sign monologue. this paper, etc., etc., stating that if you do this, etc., etc., you forego all prizes. You lose. It's like that's cold. Yeah, yeah, that's really cold. It was. It was. But the candy inventions are quite out of this world. They are, they are, you know, and the Oompa Loompas, you know, it's... They've got such good messages. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things you see them along the way, you, you know, as time passes, like, oh, gosh, yes. What do you get when you guzzle down sweets? Eating as much as an elephant eats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I loved it. I loved it. But it's got some weird dark comedy to it, too. Like when he first takes him into the candy room and he does that, come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. And then just bites that cup as he's drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? Well done. <laughs> yeah, it is it's a proper that imagination that's gone into of, it. Like the factory. Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Well, okay it's yeah, yeah. It, it really, it's really delivered. There's mush, those marshmallow mushrooms which she was just and I was like oh those always look so good but yeah the, the inventiveness of the if you were focusing on the candy the inventiveness of the candy and the inventions themselves you know the everlasting gobstoppers that was, yeah, yeah. the golden goose eggs it's the, 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 the meal and chewing gum there was so much you know one thing I've always wondered I mean the book itself was never amazing right, right? no no I'm the Glass Elevator. How they would have handled that as a film. I've always wondered. I've always preferred Charlie in the Chocolate Factory over Charlie in the Glass Elevator. Mm. And I always wondered, could they ever handle it as a film? Because it was weird. It was a quirky... And I don't know if it would have ever caught the magic of the fact Charlie, you know, really Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. No. Yeah. Have you read Glass Elevator? No. It's not the same. It's not. Have you you've read Charlie in the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, of course. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. We're on that page. Right? <laughs> okay. That was my number one. Well... <laughs> oh man three rings for the elven kings <laughs> seven for their dwarf seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone and nine rings for mortal men doomed to die in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie no it's not the lord of the rings it's the hobbit yeah boy the hobbit I okay, mean okay you, you know me <laughs> I, I know you I know you well so my question yes. hobbit over lord of the rings or are you seeing it as one franchise uh, it's a very good question. Neither of them is correct. Okay. Two options. Lord of the Rings for me, some would argue it's a children's book. For me, it's not. Okay. Young adult at best. Okay. Okay. Lord of the Rings is, it's a much, listen, The Hobbit is a book of 200 odd pages. You know, it's nothing. Lord of the Rings is a tome. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that I'm aware of. A thing is like, Thick. I mean, I've read them repeatedly, cover to cover, and I just eat them up every single oh, time. Oh, this I know. This I know. But The Hobbit is the sort of thing, you know, you can read in a long weekend. Question. Question. Yeah. And some people are going to be like, you noob, how dare you ask this? But I'm going to ask it. Yes. How did you read them? Lord of the Rings, then Hobbit? or Hobbit? No, then Hobbit, the then Lord of the Rings. How did you, well, obviously the films came out, Lord of the Rings, then Hobbit. How would yeah. you recommend watching it? Um, very good question. Um, in terms of the actual story unfolding, I don't think it makes any difference. Okay, I... If you want to get the sort of Star Wars feel to it, then obviously watch The Rings first, then The Hobbit. 
If you want just a continuously good story, one through six. Okay. I've gone down the one through six route. It's um, fine. I, I done, I've done some searches. Um, I know a lot of people are familiar with the Lord of the Rings and then went on to The Hobbit. And I remember a friend actually recommended that to me. Like, no, you want the Lord of the Rings first and then read The Hobbit. That's how it mm. comes out. What I found, and this is what made me choose it, was someone on, I think it was a Reddit post, right. who said, well, you can do it that way, but some of the surprises are then unfolded yeah. from Lord of the Rings. So it doesn't mean so much in The Hobbit, and that's where I went to. So my, my midlife journey has just started, hence. I, yeah. I think there's more to unfold. I'm aware that there's a lot more to unfold, and I know there's a lot more action within Lord of the Rings than you would in the unexpected journey you know I started off with. yeah listen an unexpected journey has got some nice parts to it um the riddles in the dark is still an incredible scene that scene between Bilbo and Gollum in the caves is just yeah. oh I mean circus in that scene is just he's, ne- he's next level genius he is, man he's, he's big he's big he's like yeah yeah wasn't talking to shut up you know yeah the schizophrenia was so good really shut up yeah he he really does deliver um I think even you hear it there are different ways these stuff can be told but like the dwarves and elves I think that interaction it's beautiful again bear with me you know I'm, I'm only at the beginning the the dwarf king who has Thorin, yeah, who has no trust in the elves. For that. Yeah, that in itself, rightfully was, so. No, you can fully understand it. You can fully understand it. There was so much in it. I think just because I I, I haven't completed even that arc, mm. I needed more for it to be. Yeah, yeah. Where you know for it to be that point for me, in honesty. Um, but no, for what I have seen, I enjoy. It may, it's very good. The Hobbit are much easier books and films to digest, which is why they're on the list. Lord of the Rings, man, it, it's world building. Like even the Lord of the Rings books, like the first few chapters, like they're a slug to get through because it's just so much about the history of I each remember, character. I remember, like, like past yeah. started reading Lord of the Rings. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. This this goes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> this yeah, yeah. goes in. Yeah. This goes in. But when you get past all that, which is three chapters in, then you're set. You're sad. And the Hobbits, I actually thought they took their time more with the Hobbit movies, which is one thing I do appreciate about them because there's so much detail that went into those first three chapters of Lord of the Rings. They had to be like, speed it up a bit or we're not going to have a movie here. The Hobbit, because it's a much thinner book, they really took their time to go into the detail. Like that opening scene when all the dwarves start showing up at his house and then they break out yeah. into that song. It's beautiful. It's nice. It is nice. It is really It's nice. really beautiful. There's so much with the dwarves, even when they were with the elves in the elf kingdom and just singing and, you know, how they change the atmosphere. They're, they're it's lovable. Great. They're lovable. Yeah. And it all changes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it all changes. Um, but no, they're, they're wonderful. I, I would still maintain that I don't feel it should have been stretched into three books. Um, I know why they did it. I don't want to spoil anything for you. I know why they had to do a lot of world building to tie into the Lord of the Rings and add things in which were not necessarily in the book, but were in other books, one called the Cimmerillion primarily. Um, so they took some stuff from there and put it in The Hobbit to stretch it into three movies. Some day was made sense. Some of it was like, you could have left it at two movies. Yeah, okay. You really could have been just two very good long movies as opposed to... <laughs> Especially when you know what it's... 
who the big bad is and there's only so much yeah. he could take okay he's been sleeping for one film fair enough but yeah. <laughs> he's up now well, you know I'll say this in answer to your question before you've heard of the nine obviously the ring race yes you know the black riders you would have seen them in photos and riding on the dragons and the, the, the way that it's with regards to the evils from Lord of the Rings the way they're set up in The Hobbit feels very much prequel so that when you watch certain scenes like when Gandalf goes to the tombs where the nine were supposedly buried and they're not there he's like one of nine and then he shines his light on the tombs and they're like oh shit so this is how they got out you know? okay. but if you don't know that the nine are coming you'll be like what's going on here if, it's, if you are watching The Hobbit in that order and he says one of nine then you're like who the nine yeah but like, what's that about okay, okay you know yeah but then when you see Lord of the Rings and watch that back you'll be like ah got you okay. so actually in answer to that maybe worth watching Lord of the Rings first doesn't make a difference <laughs> alright no problem there are things you'll appreciate more if you watch Lord of the Rings first though we'll see I've got, I've got them all there but I've at its core we haven't even yes. said what it's about at its core it's the story of Bilbo the Hobbit what are hobbits they're little halflings not, not larger than a few feet very, very, very secretive and quiet. And it's the story of Bilbo Baggins, a little hobbit who likes the finer things in life like pipeweed and food and sunny days out. He's a stereotypical Englishman. <laughs> yes. If you will. At the heart of it, and just is greeted by a wizard one day called Gandalf the Grey. A childhood hero. A childhood hero. Yeah. Who says that he's got an adventure for Bilbo Baggins. And Bilbo Baggins gets taken off on an unexpected journey to help save a dwarf kingdom from a dragon. That, at its core, is what the story is about. Do you know what? At its core, is yeah, the save was nice. The save? You know, when he saves the the king, foreign. Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's big. Yeah. You, I always thought you were the... And I've never been more froggy in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, that last scene with the wolves, isn't it? The wags, sorry. <laughs> it was nice. I, yeah, it was a really good. I mean, yeah, there's nothing. As I said, it was, it's just I know there's more to it. Oh yeah, there's a lot more. Just at least that, three, that's six, a taste of what you got there. At least fifteen more hours to go for. Yeah, this. buddy. <laughs> We've just started. We have just started. Yeah, I've just started. It's a good journey, though. I promise you. So, The Hobbit, pretty much hands down for me. I see it as one story. Oh, so it's not, a franchise. It's, thing, a, yeah. it's not Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I'm just talking these three movies yeah. for the children's adaptation. Hobbit's my number one. Honorables. Yeah. Go. You wanna go? You go. Cinderella. Yeah. Harriet the Spy. Yeah. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Peter Pan. Yeah. I'm going animation. I, I've never really liked the films that they've done. Short of Hook, which was a spin-off. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland, again, that's animation. That's a great shout. BFG. Very good shout. Anime, right? Average? Not the live action. The live action wasn't too bad. I hated it. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. But then I wasn't a big fan the of anime BFG was as a book. dark, and then the live action, I just thought it was too light-hearted. <laughs> this one, funny because it's like a collection of it. Goosebumps. Yeah. Goosebumps with the books. Stuart Little. Good shout. Charlotte's Web. Nice. The Borrowers. Yeah, The Borrowers yeah. with John Goodman. Yep. Engine in the Cupboard. Indeed in the Cupboard. Oh, no. Yeah, Aladdin. It goes back, doesn't it? Yeah. And then Aladdin. Yeah. Very been nuts. That's me. So, Indian in the Cupboard's a great shout. <laughs> I know, that's old school, right? That's, I need to see it again. That's, that's great like, yeah. shout. I've got, I've got Hugo, the Martin Scorsese movie. Okay. Uh, the Jungle Book, live action. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's yet to be seen, I can't lie. It's good. Little Women. 
Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. Now that was bad. Yeah. This one will take you back too. A Little Princess. Ooh. Ooh. You remember it? Yes, yes, yes. Goes back a while. Yeah. Oliver Twist. Of course. Of course. Stardust. New Zealand mm. Stardust. I'm going to ask a question and this might be really embarrassing. Go. Bally. No, no, it? that's Labyrinth. Yeah. No. Of. Stardust is with De Niro, isn't it? Okay. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is in it. Yeah, it's got an all-star cast. Okay. Um, and Watership Down. Yeah. Watership Down, I hesitated with. Really, <laughs> it's proper intense. Yeah, that could, that could be... That could, yeah, that could that go can damage ways. a kid. That could go two ways. So Rushmore. Do you know what? Do you know another one? It was a child's book because we all studied it. But the film is deep. Great expectations. Is it a child's book? When did we, was it not read in school? Yeah, it's fair. But I mean, Shakespeare was read in school, so that doesn't mean it was for kids. It's original creation, maybe not, but you can't deny it if that's when you're studying it. You know, the, the Kama Sutra, on the other hand, is not read in school. <laughs> that's not a child's book. It's not really read, sadly. <laughs> it's more done. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I suppose the internet has helped make that, that book um, very visual. Right. Anyway, moving on because we have children. Should I guess Willy Wonka's on. Yeah. He's kind of got to be on yeah. there, doesn't he? Yeah. So that's in. Can we debate over which anime we're putting in? I'm not going to pitch How to Train Your Dragon. I am going to pitch Pinocchio. I don't have an argument with that. Or what? What do you? Pitch no, 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 no. Do you know what? No, that's fine. Do you know what I'm now looking at? You know, like the Jungle Book I toyed with. And it's, the those, it's that live action twist. I'm, I'm Pinocchio I'm fine with, because essentially that's the only time Pinocchio's been told. Short yeah. off the book, so I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm talking live action adaptation of those Disney classics in anime. We're talking Jungle Book, we're talking Peter Pan, yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella. Like, those are four... But solid. it's still all very, very Disney, Disney, Disney. Okay. I just... Right, essentially... I. You see, I would like to put Matilda in, but if you've got Charlie... But it's different, because it's, the magic's different, but they are both Roald Dahl. Yeah. That's... Yeah, we need to pick a Roald Dahl here, basically, because then we've also got Fantastic Mr. Fox. But then Charlie's, Charlie's Roald Dahl. Yeah, well, that's the one then, mate. Yeah, well, this is it. This, that's this, that's, this, that's this your Roald Dahl. I suppose we have to put The Hobbit in. It doesn't get any <laughs> older. It doesn't get any older than that, does it? So, let's, let's be honest. If there's anything that's lasted the test of time... It's that... So we got The Hobbit, we got Willy Wonka, Disney. Are we happy with Pinocchio or are you going to pitch a live action? I can deal with that. I can deal with that. But now we've got one slot left. Now, this here, is here, this is... <laughs> this is pretty, my top three, basically. <laughs> what a shit. Now, now, here we go. Yeah, you, I don't know if I can put Baby in. Right. <laughs> You're going to put here Baby we go. in. No, but here we go. This, this, is, this is where I'm now quite intrigued. Because we have the young adult which young adult wave or this children's franchise boom like fifth wave I, I, I can guarantee is out no, that's not in but we have stuff like Hunger Games and Harry Potter right do you know which one I'm tempted to go with though you're tempted to go Hunger Games I guess no, no I'm trying to go well off and I'm actually thinking The Princess Bride which is the story of the story it's but it's that type of swashbuckling fantasy which we've already got in The Hobbit <laughs> But then I'm, yeah, okay, it's different, but then I, I look at the magic of Harry Potter is, he, I, I, I don't want to say knockoff because I really don't want to knock anyone, wind anyone up by saying Harry Potter wouldn't exist without the Middle Earth series. Harry Potter wouldn't exist without the Middle Earth series. I said it. <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying? And we've got that franchise part now. So then it's like, <sighs> I've got no problem Harry not making it. It doesn't bother me. No, but now I'm thinking, 
I'm looking at my list now. Short of me going into my honourables, yes, which could happen. Yes. I, I have no argument with that. Is the Hunger Games worth being that one? I mean, it appeals to the young adult angle, so that that does make it different. Yeah. I'm now wondering, do we have to go into an honourable? I'm listening. Specifically, on my side, I know I'm very Disney heavy. Yes. I'm either Disney or Royal Dow heavy. Yes. Right? I agree with what you're saying with the um, Princess Bride angle. Yeah. You know we're forgetting something here? Hit me. Mary Poppins. How are you going to leave that off? You see, Mary Crossword, especially when I saw it on your list. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing. Are we not in the same element of magic that Gene Wilder delivered with? Oh, are we? We're not close, but we're not far either. Legitimately, and I trust me, I could easily put Mary Poppins in the list anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. But Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Mary Poppins and Wizard of Oz all have that same timeless magic. Yeah, because they're made in that, t- that time, weren't they? So then now, here comes the question. Right. Would you... Yeah? Take... Willy Wonka out oh. put Mary Poppins in and then put something like Matilda Willy Wonka's not going anywhere mate he's my number one he's my number two he ain't going anywhere <laughs> I'm legit behind this but I'm now trying to see the angle of we're talking about that also magic. of the three rolled, of those Roald Dahl books that I've read Willy Wonka's not only the best movie of them all he's the best film of them all best movie best song he's not, <laughs> Sorry, he's not only the best book of them all he's also the best film of them all I don't have an argument I just feel like we're touching on a similar ground what about Jumanji that's different completely different different author different magic different story have you read I don't know what the book I've is. read Jumanji it's great and it matches the story of this world pretty role. much like for like I don't want to sound like a a-hole Yes, I'm trying to be PG people. Are we a hundred percent sure? And you could be like, bro, I will prove it to you right now, and I'll just shut my mouth. The book definitely came before the film. No. Well, this is the thing. We're talking adaptation. But we now must ask Google. Yeah, I can deal with that. If the book came out before, because in that sense, Toy Story could easily work. <laughs> like, yeah. I win. Hit me. Part of the Jumanji franchise, the film is a sequel to the 1995 Jumanji, which was based on the 1981 children's book of the same name by Chris Van Alsberg. Nailed it. I can work with that. I don't have, you know, I don't have a problem with Jumanji, but you know that time when um, Hitchcock got eliminated? Oh, don't. Or even... Yeah, because you wanted bloody Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. That's on you, that. That's on you. Listen, there are many reasons... I want no part There of that. are many reasons why I could put Hitchcock in the top ten. In terms of directors and their muse, I don't necessarily have to put him in that, so I can easily live with that. Burton and Depp was... Hurt. You know, it, it hurt. Do you know which Ron really hurts me? But I, I know I'm also the one who vetoed against it. Go on. Pop it. Like, yeah, Mary, is such a, <laughs> Mary is such a story. It's such a story. But You've got one last chance now. Mate. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not against putting Mary in there. You're know, vetoing. I'm vetoing it because it's too similar. There was a magic. It's a different. I don't know. It's a different kind of magic. So we got our top four then. Well, we got our Rushmore then. Yeah, it has to be. Damn, G. <laughs> you good, I, yeah? I, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the official Movie Man Rushmore of movies based on children's books in no particular order is... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Our second entry is... The Hobbit. 
our third entry is Pinocchio. Our final entry into the top ten movies based on children's books is Jumanji. It's an all Nico Rushmore. <laughs> oh, my number one, my number two, my number three, my number ten. Hold on, not one of those was on my list. Right? No, no, I, I take it back. My number, number one, one made it. Your number one. I can live with that. Use your cookie for the good boy. Oh, <laughs> he tried his luck. He There's no try. Luck. I got my luck. That's, that's a clean sweep for me, mate. That's a royal flush right there, boy. I'm happy Wonka made it. I, I mean, Mary didn't even make my list. But, you know. For shame, sir. It's for shame indeed. Um, I'm happy with the list I had. I, it's a tough one. I think you did yourself some damage by putting movies like The Fifth Wave and Hunger Games on there, to be fair. I think those two slots could have been used better. I think they're different, and I think that they are... I think a lot... Do you know why another reason I really enjoy it? Kids don't necessarily know that those films that they love are based on books. Jumanji? Yeah. Do you know another one? And this one I bet is going to shock you. Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. Book. Yeah. And a bad movie. Right, okay, guys. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope it's a pleasure. Again, we are available on iTunes and all streaming audio networks. But again, iTunes is where we're, we're trying to plug it at the moment, guys. That's the real big one. So please do subscribe to us there. So every week you will get new content as it comes out. A five-star rating is appreciated. If you want to know anything less than five, I am more than happy to accept it. But I need your comments, please, to let us know where you think we can improve and what we can do. Again, if you would like your chance to win a prize courtesy of the Silver Screen Dudes and Loot Crate, do give us a follow on at Silver Screen Dudes and just enter the, the competition and those prizes can be yours and you will get a chance to choose our next topic. Um, anything else you'd like to add, sir? <laughs> yeah, all four of the movies in the Rushmore were my list. <laughs> okay. I win. <laughs> the purpose of the Rushmore is to edutain the masses. However... Okay, yeah, you, you may claim victory. However, there is an element of victory that can be claimed. So on this well, yeah, four sir, movies. Three at best. Four. All four. Yes, My four top on. three. You're making it sound like it wasn't on my list. Here's your cookie for the number one Willy Wonka man. <laughs> Calm down, because you're beginning to sound like the Candyman. Okay, <laughs> now. No one can make you smile like the Candyman can. Indeed. Right, but okay, Nico guys. gets the rush more done. <laughs> Did you, when you're listening to the things, just listen to when he said to get the Green Ranger. And we're moving on. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 o